Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Southern California, Joey. No chill, Prano. Hello, Andy. Good morning, Joseph. Great morning, Andy. What a wonderful weekend it was here in Southern California. Good, good. My, I was taking, you know, I was, I was up against the ropes this entire NBA playoffs, taking body blows hanging in there, not go, wouldn't refuse to go down. And it's all come back to me in the NBA finals. Then I took some of my winnings yesterday, Andy, and I said to myself this, the Mets are a, the, the Mets are playing baseball at about a 60 something percent winning clip. They're the, they're the second team, the first team in the national league to 40 wins, second team in baseball, to 40 wins behind the Yankees. What are the chances they fall to one and three in my presence this year? A team that's that's playing, you know, 60 winning 62% of their games or whatever it is. Are they going to win 25% of their games? Small sample size. So I took literally all of my NBA finals winnings and dropped it on the Mets versus the Angels yesterday. Let's go. What a weekend. Rangers were eliminated. Fuck it. Who cares about hockey anyway? <laughs> You're off. You're off the hockey train. I'm off. It was fun. It was a fun. It was a fun little ride. I learned at least two players on the team's name. Their future well, is bright. Their future is bright. They're yeah. young. That's good. They're up and coming. Glad you had a good weekend. My neighbor, his dad is taking his daughter to Southern California today. And I was asked to give them a list. They, they already had a good list going. I think it's five days in LA, greater LA, staying in Santa Monica. To, are they going to Disneyland? That was not on the list. How old is his daughter? Seventh grader. Okay. So, so the, but I mean, the list was detailed, you know, a lot of outdoor stuff, which I liked needed recommendations. I was just firing away last night. You know, like, well, where we should go on the PCH drive, just fire. It was a trip down memory lane for me, just firing away all these spots and to go here. Don't go here. And you know, of course they had the Venice boardwalk and I wrote, everybody forgets about the canals. You got to go to the canals and yeah, you want to go to, we got to go to in and out. Well, you're staying in Santa Monica, go to the one right here in Marina del Rey. And then just all these different spots coming back to me. The, the PCH drive in those spots. Those are some of my favorite. I like, know like well. Malib Malibu seafood. Yeah. Neptune's net. Is it net or nest? I always mess that up. Net. Net. Like that they would catch fish in. Yeah. So it's good. It's good that you're doing well. And yeah. and it, and it's good that the state of California is doing well with the Warriors. Wow. Yep. Hell of a comeback. Every every game has has gone as I as I expected so far. The NBA zigzag theory has worked to perfection in the NBA finals uh, for the, for those dirt balls who have been in my DMS, like keep them coming. 
Here's what I have to say. I think we have a now Warriors game five win to swing it back, a Boston game six win to even it. Then I have predicted from the beginning of the series, Boston and seven. But of course, all I'm really predicting is a game seven. Anything is possible. Yeah. Well, the Ruther curse again. What did I say? Oh, I remember. Trust me, dude. I doubled my bet when you said you didn't think they could do it in Boston. I said Celtics win again. They lose in San Francisco. They close it out game six in Boston. And I was feeling good. And Steph Curry said not so fast. He had a hell of a game. It's a great game. Fantastic game by Steph Curry. Maybe his best best finals game. Oh, by far. Yeah. Best finals game by far where he just took over because you haven't really seen that with him. No. In fact, I would say in NBA finals, you have more like shockingly disappointing, disappointing Steph performances than you do like signature Steph Curry. This is my team. This is my series. This is my championship performance. I mean, as, as shown by, again, you know, the lack of zero finals, MVPs, the, you know, losing the series uh, prior to Kevin Durant joining, obviously them being unstoppable when Kevin Durant's there, them losing to the Raptors when, you know, it's all on Steph, his game, what was that, game six uh, in the Raptors series being incredibly disappointing? Yeah, well, again, he, he we said it from the start, I think he, he wants it more than ever. He, he's playing his best basketball definitely in the finals. And if they win, he would definitely be the finals MVP. But there's some chatter in the dirtball call land. Oh, really? Yeah. You're being too hard on Mr. Curry, Joey No Chill. I'm, how am I being too hard on Mr. Curry? That you're just not giving him the respect that he deserves. I, I believe my stat, I believe my long held opinion on Steph Curry is top 12 to 18 somewhere all time NBA player. He's somewhere, he's somewhere in the 15 range all time. He's the greatest shooter in NBA history. That is that not enough for people? Apparently not. I'm going to play. I I honestly don't even know. I don't even know what to, I feel like, I feel like I'm at the point now with my NBA opinions where, and maybe this is why he did it. Although I feel like it, he did it pre Twitter and pre like Instagram or whatever, pre having phone calls on podcasts. But I feel like I'm now at the point with my NBA um, rankings where I'm, I'm going to need to make an official list like of my top hundred. Like I'm going to have to go up a, a pyramid like Bill Simmons to, to be like, OK, tell me which one of these guys he's better than. Yeah. I think that's a good way of doing it. So it's a long call and he left the second one. Probably not going to play the second one because okay. there's enough in the first two minutes. But this is after Friday night's game four, which, uh, you know, you hate to call somebody a prisoner of the moment. But Steph with a I mean, let's go through it again. Steph goes 14 for 26. On in a, in a 10 point win to, to tie the series. He goes seven for 14, seven for 14 from three. He scores 43 points, 10 rebounds. Yeah. Great. 
easily his best finals game by a million percent, right? Sure. Okay. Now, where does that rank in LeBron James's greatest finals performances ever? 14? 15? 16. <laughs> Just keep everything in perspective. 43 points. Do you think that's LeBron James' 10th highest total? Probably around there. If you you think if we added up uh, points, rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks for Steph that night, where do you think that ranks all time for LeBron James in the finals? Points, rebounds, assists. Well, to be fair, and he even says this in the call, we're, we're discussing who you and I think is the greatest player of all time. Okay. So I don't know if that's exactly a fair comparison to compare no, Steph my, to the my greatest. Point, my point is, my point is this: before we start talking about Steph's legacy and greatest of all time, like somebody, I'm not getting credit enough. He doesn't have a top. His his single greatest finals performance is in a top fifteen. Like, well, why don't I just play the call? That way you can. And how about this? Where does it rank all time in finals performances? If you did. LeBron, Michael, Shaq, Magic, Kevin Durant, 40th. Well, I'll play the call. That way you can go through and kind of break down and respond what he has to say. What's up, Dirty Sports? It's your boy, Alex, calling from the Bay Area again. Just one. Just finished watching the Warriors, even the series at 2-2. And... After watching Steph Curry tonight and in this final series, I mean, Joe, you just got to give it up. I mean, I know you you don't want him to win because then he'd be even with LeBron, and, you know, that would be rooting for them. Thing is better than LeBron, probably. I wouldn't be one of them. LeBron's the greatest player of all time, but Steph Curry is in the top 10, I would say. Um, Factually false. And by the way, Joe, your point about asking, oh, you know, is is Steph is Steph essentially like shooting too much and taking his team out of the game? I mean, it's so ridiculous. And Steph Curry plays like he within the system and getting is getting everyone involved. You say he's not actually carrying the team. He's not doing this. He's not doing that. He's not LeBron. And then now when he's you know taking more shots like he, when he has to because his supporting cast isn't isn't playing where they need to be. It's oh, you know, it's Steph shooting his team out of out of the out of the game. I mean, so ridiculous. Yeah, you, you sound like you sound like Skip Bayless. You sound like Stephen A. I don't wanna say it but with especially with this with the, your perspective on Steph, just you're turning into who you hate. You're turning into who you hate. I don't understand why you don't love Steph because of the way he plays the game, kind of like LeBron, obviously. Different, but they both play and make their teammates so much better. The way they play the game, I mean, just get on board. Just appreciate the greatness. Stop rooting and doing these things to hedge against your LeBron's fanness. I mean, all right, so I mean, you get the point. First of all, I, first of all, didn't I say bef- before this series that I would be rooting for the Warriors and Steph Curry despite the LeBron comparisons? Didn't I say? Didn't I say before this started I was going to set that aside for numerous reasons? One, I don't want Boston fans to win. Two, uh, 
the all the things with uh, with Steve Kerr and how how Steve Kerr I think handled everything politically leading up. Didn't I say I was rooting for the Warriors? You did, but you've also didn't said, I say I was rooting you, for the you Warriors? Have mentioned, to, you, you have mentioned the fourth title, which we put him in LeBron company. Yeah, and I, rings. And I specifically said that was the reason to not root for Steph because that's what the internet does. And then I literally said before this series started that I'm rooting for Seth despite that because I don't want Boston to win a championship. So uh, first of all, that's out. Second of all, you don't get to say because Steph Curry has his his great shooting, his, you know, 14 for 26 and, five, and 50% from three, that suddenly in a series he needed that to even that he that that against a team that is spreading the ball around where they're having guys four guys scoring 20 points per game they're leading the series first of all we're not going to talk about Steph Curry's greatness and where he lies till he wins this fucking series and wins the finals mvp you just watched him even the series to a Boston team, who's who's your top 10 all-time player on this Boston team? That Steph Curry's got to have his finals performance of a lifetime to even a series against. Is Jason Tatum now top 10 all-time? Get it together. If Steph Curry comes back and wins this series, he will win his first finals MVP. His first finals MVP, his very first finals MVP. If Steph Curry comes back and wins, if the Warriors win this series, Steph Curry will win his inaugural finals MVP. In his fifth finals appearance. Top 10 all time. Get off the drugs. LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson, Bill Russell, Tim Duncan, Shaquille O'Neal, Larry Bird, Wilt Chamberlain, Kevin Durant. That's my off the top of my head top 10. Who's he better than? Get fucked. Who's he better than? Call back. You have our number. You called twice. Call back. Who's he better than? Not Kevin Durant. Not my 10 player. Because Kevin Durant was the Warriors when he was there. Kevin Durant won the finals MVPs, took the big shots. Steph Curry willingly got in a sidecar like Robin in a fucking bat 1960s Batman series and rode around with Kevin Durant in a little fucking eye mask and called himself the boy wonder. <laughs> So who is he better than on that top 10 list? I'll open this up to all the dirt balls. Who's he better than on that top 10 list? That doesn't include Hakeem Olajuwon. Who's in my opinion, Neil, one of the greatest centers ever. Who's probably the first one off that list for me. Who's he better than Hakeem Olajuwon has two finals MVPs. Who's he better than? By the way, Steph Curry, okay, LeBron James, I know, let's not compare him to the greatest player of all time, 
LeBron James lost his two best players, went to game six in a finals against Steph Curry. The, the, arguably the second greatest player of all time in Michael Jordan, missed an entire year. Another all-time player, underrated, maybe one of them, maybe the single most underrated player in NBA history, Scottie Pippen, who may be better than, who may overall be better than Steph Curry, maybe. Won 50 games, made it to a conference semifinals, was a, a, you know, thank God for the Knicks, a phantom foul away from being in the Eastern Conference Finals. Won two less games. That's always the fact I tell people. Two less games than Michael Jordan. Without Michael Jordan, I should say. If Clay Thompson, who you did not mention in your call, his name was not mentioned in your call, doesn't play, Steph Curry can't make the playoffs? Last year, Steph goes 39 and 33, plays MVP type basketball for like, I don't know, two and a half weeks. Can't make the playoffs without Clay Thompson. Can't make the playoffs. Can't be the eight seed. He's a top 10 player of all time. In what fucking world? Steph Curry is around 15. Yeah. In that realm. I do not have my exact figures. He's around 15. He has zero finals MVPs. He's the greatest shooter of all time. If the second greatest shooter of all time or the third greatest shooter of all time isn't on the floor with him, he can't make the playoffs. He has more disappointing NBA finals games than he has elite NBA finals games. You know, and, and for the record, when I just want to throw this in here, if I could hop in, when we're discussing all time, this doesn't take away to reiterate Steph's greatness. Joe and I, we, you and I seem to if be on the same page. you're a top 20 player in the history of the exactly. game. Exactly. Exactly. How, how good are you? That's you're insane. Ex- exactly. Good. Exactly. If we're saying you're somewhere between 15th and 20th all time, you have been absolutely amazing. And, then, and, and that's the problem. That's the problem. You know, I'm becoming what I hate. I'm becoming what I hate. You are Skip Bayless. That call is a Cowboys Skip Bayless call. It doesn't matter what I say. You feel like you have to defend him even more because he finally had his signature finals game in his fifth finals appearance. He finally did. So now you've got a call and you've got to say, give Steph the respect he deserves. I think this I'm is their skip- six. There's six, by the six. way. Yeah. Six. I, you, skip Bayless is saying LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Kareem, Magic, Russell, Duncan, Shaq, Bird, Wilt, and KD exist on earth. And that Steph Curry is a top 10 player of all time. That's a Skip Bayless call. You just, that's the equivalent of Skip saying Tony Romo's top 10 of all time. Okay. Tell me the, tell me which one of these guys he's better than. And I always argue these are fluid lists. Call, 
and give me who he's better than or call and give me an apology. Those are your options. <laughs> Shots fired. Now, like I just said, I view things as fluid in this regard. If Steph wins the MVP of this finals and the Warriors win, and he does it a couple more times, these lists are constantly changing. You know, the, the Skip Bayless, the Stephen A. Smith take is no one's better than Michael Jordan, no one ever be. That's a dumb take because, again, it's constantly moving, right? Like, we don't know where Luca is in history because he just started. We don't know where some of these guys are, but we do know what Steph's done for about 13 years. It's crazy. Like, I, I forgot how old I, I, in my head, I kept thinking he's a lot younger. Yeah. You know, Steph's a little, Steph's older than you think. Not that he's old, but my point is, Steph's been in the league. Steph's 34. You know, he was picked in 2009. There's no spring chicken. We, we've seen what he's done. And again, this list can change for me personally. If Steph wins two MVP, two more finals, two more championships, and two more and two finals MVPs, this can change for sure. It's very tough to argue your list. If I'm on the other side of things and you're trying to counter all the 10 you've listed, who is he better than? It's very tough. The same way, like you said, Kobe. I can't argue Kobe against those guys. You just can't. Uh, I mean, a great question that, uh, that I think, you know, uh, the, 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 the people that will be screaming at each other are the ones that think both of these guys are top five, but who's better Kobe Bryant or Steph Curry. I lean Steph. I do probably. too. I well, probably Steph, lean Steph. If you look at the actual impact, Steph had a far greater and we discussed it. Steph's impact on the game of basketball. I'd argue is top it, the, his, the re, his impact is top five for sure here's the reason i lean steph over kobe but it's it is close and you could probably make an argument the the reason i lean steph over kobe is steph has two mvps correct one um, unanimous one unanimous i'd say you could argue against the steph mvp but you can definitely argue against the kobe mvp so no matter what no matter if you are making those arguments, he's got he's got more MVPs. Now, the other argument I would make, I, uh, I, I as the as the world's leading Kobe truther, now with my boy Wonder shaving his head to you know dive into the fray head first, uh, <laughs> I would argue that Kobe Bryant wasn't the best all around player on his two MVP finals, MVP teams. That would be my argument. Now, Steph doesn't even have the finals MVP. That's the thing. That's the counter. If you're the Kobe stand, Steph doesn't even have like, this would be the year that Steph becomes the best player on a second championship team. Right? Correct. Now, I would lean Steph because I would argue that Kobe wasn't the best all-around player on those teams, but 
here we go. Those those guys are right in the same area, and, which and, to and, me is around 15. Yeah, and, the, and the, the thing I find interesting with those two in particular, the common basketball fan would think that's crazy. I do think Steph a lot of times does not get the respect he deserves in, in that regard. My point is, if you ask the common fan, Who's better career-wise, Steph Curry versus Kobe Bryant? I think eight out of 10 fans because of, again, the marketing. And Steph doesn't have that. And all the other things that come along with Kobe, they say Kobe. But if you and, really... And, and that's the thing. And that's when you say these lists are fluids. Like, that's right now. I think Steph, when all is said and done, will be head and shoulders a few spots above Kobe, in my opinion. Yeah. Sure. But but again, we're like we're still talking as if this series is over. We're still talking as if Steph has won his first finals MVP. He just had the game his the final game of his life to even the series. Sure. This series is not over. I still have Boston in 7. Well, I think if Steph continues to play, Steph's playing amazing. I think if he plays the way he has been playing. I think they win the series in seven. You're right. Anything is possible. Game seven. Now, Laz has even slid into the comments on YouTube. And I don't know if he's trolling you or not. I got to read it. Calling you Nick Wright, saying you're mad because the Knicks didn't get Steph. I love Steph. Of course, I'm mad the Knicks didn't get Steph. And Laz is the world's biggest Steph fan. So, Andy Laz, if you're watching, LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Kareem, Magic, Russell, Duncan, Shaq, Bird, Wilt, Kevin Durant. That's the top 10 all time. The caller said Steph is top 10 all time. Andy Lazarus is the world's foremost Steph Curry stand. Who's he better than? The only thing on some of those guys on the list, like when we go old school, like you and I can't that, vouch for okay. a Wilt or a Bill Russell. That's fine. Even a That's Kareem. Fine. That's fine. First of all, I can vouch for a Kareem. Okay. And second of all, the, the, those are the two single guys. By the way, if you want to drop Wilt off my list and replace him with Hakeem, let's go. But the I, I would say that when you go through the old things, like as a guy who didn't watch it, it's like you can't argue with Bill Russell that the finals MVP is named after wins 11 in fucking 13 seasons. Sure. Okay. You also like, again, the game changing this. We talk about Steph changing the game with the three pointer and, you know, like, you know, I'm not sitting here saying Bob Cousy's better than fucking Steph Curry, but like everyone agrees. Wilt and Bill Russell are those guys who it's like, it doesn't matter. I mean, Wilt was like a fucking pole vaulter. Like he he would he'd be fine if he had to come into the NBA today. Again, not sure if Andy Lazarus is trolling. He responded better than KD, better than Russell. The KD one is comical considering who won the finals MVPs. Yeah. Kevin Durant's made the playoffs a lot without Clay Thompson. I don't know how you can argue Kevin Durant again, considering he never got a finals MVP. 
It's it's to me. Here's what here, here's where I, here's another comp for that. The 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 Steph Curry versus Kevin Durant with one getting all the finals MVPs and one doesn't to me is Kobe versus Shaq. When they played together, Shaq had all three finals MVPs. Kobe got none. I think that's a similar comparison. Who's the better player on those teams? I, honestly, honestly, you know what you Bay Area fucking stands should do? Start starts start the fucking Clay Thompson is underrated fucking train. I'll hop on board and buy a fucking ticket on the Clay Thompson's underrated train. Clay Thompson's not on your team. You guys aren't a fucking playoff team. You can't make the playoffs without the Splash Brothers. Mario saved the princess without Luigi like five times. The idea that there was Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> when the fuck was Luigi even in Super Mario Brothers? <laughs> he was in Mario Kart. That shit's named after Mario. Yeah. When the fuck does Luigi even appear in Super Mario Brothers? The Splash Brothers. Meanwhile, you don't have the brothers. Steph Curry's fucking losing in a fucking playing game. And again, Steph is Steph is great. Steph we're, might be Mario, but motherfucker, like we're talking, we're talking top fifteen all time. Yeah, Jesus Christ, what do I have to say, guys? Top fifteen player of all time. He's the best shooter in history. I'm now, I'm now shitting on him. Win a Finals MVP and fucking call me back. Phone lines are open. Yeah. Well, going back to that game. And I'm fucking rooting for them. I want to give some credit to Steve Kerr, his coaching, while also taking a diss at Draymond at the same time. I don't know how closely people watch this, but you know he sat Draymond Green in those critical moments in the fourth quarter. Yeah, because he refuses to shoot now. Yeah. So... With 7.32 left in the game, he pulls Draymond Green for Kevin Looney, or I'm sorry, Kevon Looney, and the Warriors immediately go on 11-4 run. They're down by four. Suddenly, they're up by three. And we addressed it last episode, but I'm going to address it again. He has two points in game three. He has two points in game four. Steph can't do it without me and Clay. <laughs> Clay can't do it without me and Steph. I can't do it without Steph and Clay. <laughs> That's just what it is. We team. My tongue can't go in my mouth ever. <laughs> this has been the Draymond Green Podcast. I mean, it's, it's yeah. unbelievable. Draymond Green's uh, like uh, his uh, the podcast. Like, I'm all, I'm here for it. I hope he does it forever. But like, the audacity, the audacity yeah. of of Draymond Green, the big three. He's like, we the big three. Steph's like, can you score a basket, please? Sure. Yeah. No, but yeah, that was a great coaching move by Kerr. Sure. That whole game changed. Think about that. The whole game changed after you take out Draymond Green. He looks, 
when he gets Tom the, Izzo sitting there courtside going, get him the fuck out of the game. Yeah. Hey, do you, know you have my permission. Get him the fuck out. He he kind of has shades when what at least I felt in watching that game, like you said, when he's scared to shoot, it's like shades of Ben Simmons in the playoffs last year. Remember when Ben Simmons refused to shoot? Yeah. It was very similar. I mean, he is fall like Draymond used to be fine. That's what I'm saying. Shooting shooting wise, he used to be fine. Yeah, he was fine. I mean, he's only averaged he only averaged this year like 7.5, 7.8 points a game or something. I mean, it was that low, which is fine. Um Andy Lazarus is on like I can't I can't get over Steph Steph doesn't if if Steph comes back this year, he will finally win his first Bill Russell NBA Finals MVP trophy. We'll see now. The Finals I, MVP trophy is named after Bill Russell, and he's in there claiming fucking better than Bill Russell. I don't want to go too far down this back and forth, but see, it's he's bringing it back to LeBron on the YouTube comments. LeBron missed the missed the playoffs this year. Cool. LeBron's fucking forty. Yeah, LeBron's thirty-seven. I mean, he's old. Yeah. He's he's fifty in fucking whatever years. He's he literally went to eleven straight NBA fucking finals. Sure. Played in a couple of Olympics along the way. Like Jesus Christ, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah, and Hank Aaron didn't get a homer this year. Guess he sucks. Like what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> I don't feel like there's that many, but the Steph fans, the diehards are interesting in that regard. I, 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 the problem with the Steph diehards is like, guys, just fucking like, like lean into like, or is, is the 13th greatest player of all time, the best shooter in NBA history. Is that like a diss in anybody's fucking book? Sure. Well, I got to play this about somebody on the Celtics because this thing made me laugh, this call. We have a fired up dirt ball, really fired up about Jason Tatum's support for Emo's Pizza. Okay. They're fired up about his support or anti his support? Yeah, anti his support. Okay. I like Emo's Pizza. Oh, (laughs) wow. You're going to get me even more fired up. I'm going to play the call. So for those who don't, it's not like horrible for those who don't know popular pizza chain in St. Louis, Emo's pizza, Jason Tatum openly endorses it. Obviously Emo's pizza for people who don't know, it's essentially uh, Domino's thin crust. Well, this caller would disagree. And obviously I went to school there for five years, had lots of experience eating Emo's pizza. So, I think it's a first-time caller, too. So we've been getting a lot of first-time callers, which I love for the record. 310-359-8365. I like when they're so passionate about something like this. And this guy woke up, and as they say, he chose violence, Joe. I just wanted to call in and say, fuck Jason Tatum for representing Emo's Pizza. Emo's pizza is the worst fucking pizza I've ever fucking eaten. They literally put a saltine cracker 
on Provel cheese. That shit is the worst fucking pizza I've ever eaten in my entire life. The fact that Jason Tatum, a multi-millionaire who has access to the best pizza, the best food he could ever eat, is representing Emo's Pizza still is mind-boggling to me. It's fucking atrocious. People all the time are like, oh, well, what's better in Missouri? I don't know. Fucking Domino's? Pizza Hut? Sam's Club? Sam's Club is better pizza than fucking Emo's. Fuck Emo's and everything it represents. Fuck Jason Tatum. Condoms are for fucking Emo's Pizza and that dog shit Cracker Crust Pizza and Provel Cheese. What did Emo's Pizza do to this guy? I feel like fired him. (laughs) 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 While he was trying to raise money for his sick dog. (laughs) And his dog died because of Emo's Pizza. His dog Emo died. Like, dude, was this did like a porn happen? Did Emo's Pizza guy come to deliver and he had a bang in your girlfriend and you had to watch? He came came home and he was being cucked by a guy in an Emo's visor. Yeah, were you getting cucked while the guy was delivering that hot and ready? What were you? He, what was, he, he, he was he came in and so and fucking some emo's delivery man was fucking what's the guy's name? Salt bang, <laughs> salt bang Provel onto his girlfriend's vag. I mean, this guy is so worked up. Like I said, I'm I'm not like I'm just like, eh, I'm not, I don't hate it. I don't love it. Like when I go I'm to St. The, Louis, I'm not, I'm not the world's biggest emos fan. Yeah. And you know, you introduced me to jets, which is Detroit style uh, pizza. And you had the fucking, you know, you had your, you had your, the, the all corner, eight corner. Yeah. The eight corners. Anyway, when I was in St. Louis there, you know, the go-to is emos. There was also sure. a jets in town. And I was like, what are we talking about? This is not even a close. Like, let's go to that jets. Yeah. But I'll say this. Uh, first of all, Jason Tatum isn't like like it's not like you know Lombardi's on fucking in New York City came to Jason Tatum or like you want to be the face of our pizza like dude this is not a national spokesperson he's from St Louis yeah you know Papa John's ain't coming to Jason Tatum they're like I don't know dude you're the you know ninth best current NBA or like we get Peyton Manning and shit like that like what like. So I think his options were limited. Plus they were like, we're going to lean into the fact that he's from St. Louis. So like, take it easy on Jason Tatum getting the pizza fucking <laughs> sponsor deals where he can. Second of all, I will say that that's kind of like, you know, not to rank this as if I was ranking NBA guys, but like Emo's is Steph and Domino's thin crust is Kobe. Like I'm going to lean. Ooh. I'm going to lean emos if I'm in the mood for that Domino's thin crust. It's just a little bit better. That's that's. I like it. It's another, you know, we like to rate quarterbacks on the size of the pizza and the toppings. I like this continuation of ranking athletes based on pizza brands or different restaurants. I can see it. But it's like that's the level it's at. Like I, I agree, it's not much better than like Domino's thin yeah. crust. Like I think Domino's thin crust. If you listen, 
Andy, do we agree if you order Domino's yet thin crust is the way to go? Like that's that's kind of like the Domino's hack, right? Sure. I think Emo's is just like a, a sort of better made Domino's thin crust. And I agree with your point. Look, man, he's from St. Louis. He's born and raised. They're St. Louis based. I just looked on Wikipedia. They're not huge, but they're still they have over 100 pizza joints between Missouri, Illinois, and Kansas. So they're regional. They're not across the country. I'm sure I like they Provel, by the way. Yeah, I'm sure they paid him a pretty penny. So get paid, Jason Tatum. I love seeing the times when the calls happen. That was a 1:21 a.m. call. Definitely could have walked in on the old lady getting banged by a pizza delivery guy. Does that mean it was 1:21 LA time? It's a good question. Is that like a 3 a.m. Missouri, Kansas call? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. That's a good question. Because our number is obviously L.A. number. Yeah. I mean, if that's what's going through your head at 3 a.m., I really think. I mean, again, there's Emo's Pizza in three states. So, like, this dude's clearly a Midwesterner. Yeah, I think he's from Missouri. He wouldn't even have strong opinions about it. Sure. I think he's from Missouri. I'm look, hey, I'm all for you guys leaving your opinions. That's what the hotline's here for. If you're at 3 a.m. frustrated by a slice of pizza, if you caught your significant other getting bent over by an Emo's pizza delivery guy, if they fired you for some reason, just call the hotline 310-359-8365. That's what it's here for. Joe's on Carmine. <laughs> John's on Bleaker. And me. Emote. We the big three. <laughs> speaking of the dirt Speaking of the dirt balls, Prano, I, I got something fun that I'm going to announce today that we'll be doing for the next two weeks for the own, for our very own dirty sports specialized NFTs, our own branded dirty sports NFTs. So it's, it's been a long time coming, but the time is here. It we is are here. dipping our toes into the NFT game. We are. We're dipping our toes in. We know all the kids are talking about it. It's what is hot on the internet. So come join us with our friends at Stakes. As you guys see, we work with Stakes and the Stakes app. You can join Dirty Sports and wager against us to win our very own limited Dirty Sports nfts by playing with us on stakes so if you don't have the stakes app hop in the apple store you have an iphone download that and over the next two weeks i will personally be asking questions posting questions in stakes where you can bet against us to win new and exclusive branded dirty sports nfts which will give you a uh that'll give you a chance to win And I think this could be a lot of fun. The truth is, I don't know that much about NFTs. I know they are hot. The kids love them. Isn't that that what I'm hearing on the streets, Joe? Oh, yeah. Kids love them. And you can... Tom Brady's got NFTs. Gronk's got NFTs. All All the big names have NFTs. Now Dirty Sports. We've jumped in. We jumped in. So I'm looking at them right now. I'm looking at... You're looking at our NFTs? Oh, yeah. 
Oh, send me I'll those. Send, I want to look at our NFTs. I'll send those your way. If you really want to help us out so we can keep track of this, download them or go to playwithstakes.com forward slash dirty. So again, this will keep track of everything as far as the number of dirt balls who are installing the app who are wanting to play. Again, that's playwithstakes.com forward slash dirty. And you can win a dirty sports branded NFT. Love it. I should probably learn what that stands for. Do you know? Non-fungible token. Uh, You knew it. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Get it now. I know, I know as we do this podcast, the whole market is in disarray. I don't know if you're following it all today. The stock the, market, it's yeah. like going crazy today. Like not good. Plummeting. Crypto's down as well. Everything is just. So get those thank, NFTs. Thank God I recently went liquid and have only investments in my gambling account at this point. Yeah, that's the Randy Moss approach. Straight cash, homie. Yeah. So what else we got on? What else we got in the rundown today, Joe, as, as, as we move forward? Let's see what we got here. We have a caller that is upset that Dirk Nowitzki, that we don't have Dirk Nowitzki as the top four player of all time. Psychotic Dallas fan just decided to call in. He's, he's furious that we're not even talking about Dirk as the top four player of all time with his one finals MVP and his two finals appearance. I believe his argument is he has one more finals MVP than Steph Curry. So let's go to the call. How ridiculous would that be if it were real? (laughs) Oh, man. I think the best nugget from that conversation, and I love that analogy, the Splash Brothers being Mario and Luigi. Yeah. Like, I like it. They're together. But you're right. What did Luigi really do? Right. I'm arguing that that's that Steph is more a member of the or Clay is more a member of the Splash Brothers than Luigi is a member of the Mario Brothers. Yeah. Let's talk. Can we get some uh, some Clay Thompson is underrated phone calls here? I agree. I think he's disrespected. I think he's definitely underrated. Obviously, he's had some gnarly injuries the last couple of years. He's had to battle, so he hasn't played as much. But overall, those two are pretty great. Let's talk a little NFL for a minute. Let's talk about the Washington football team. Now, the Washington Commanders fining Jack Del Rio $100,000 for his comments on the Capitol riots. Yeah. This is prime dirty sports content, I think. Yeah. Um, Shut up and defensive coordinate. Isn't that what... uh... I'm assuming that's what conservatives think uh, Jack Del Rio should do. Shut up and defensive coordinate. Well, I think it's hilarious, as I tweeted out from the Dirty Sports account. You're talking about something else, which is fine. I think it's just hilarious that they're concerned about what he's saying. Not even saying I agree with it for the record. I just think it's funny when Washington is currently under assault from a million different allegations, from lying to their fans, stealing money from their fans, to having two books 
and lying to other NFL owners to having a sex ring with cheerleaders and harassment and sexual assault and prostitution. This is to me, this is like your classic spin. Hey, he called the he called the. Uh, what happened on January 6th, a dust up and he brought. What happened during the riots during the George Floyd protest comparisons. That's my thing, like people can debate those things all they want. I don't really care. What I think is hilarious is the Washington football team has so many awful scandals. Yeah. Him saying something that you might think is stupid isn't nearly as bad as running a sex ring with your cheerleaders or skimming money. Well, it's all, I mean, it kind of works out perfectly both ways, right? Now you can, now they're like, yeah, just find Jack Del Rio and let's make this the story. But I feel like nobody talks about that. Well, we've talked about it because the NFL is actively, you know, covering for Daniel Snyder for some reason. You would think again that these are just opportunities. Yes. The the Jerry Jones thing, the Daniel Snyder thing, that these are opportunities for the NFL to rid themselves of problematic owners. But you got to remember that the NFL is problematic owners. There's when you talk about the NFL, what is the NFL? The NFL is just these owners. Yeah. There is no right. governing body. Roger Goodell isn't overseeing owners. He's sure. a mouthpiece of the owners. He's a guy who says what the owners tell him to say. He's not making decisions. He Roger Roger Goodell can't find an owner. Yeah. The owners can find an owner. The owners can punish owners. There's no governing by the the NFL is just these owners. So when everybody's like this, maybe this is the end for Snyder. Maybe this is the end for Jerry Jones. No, it's It's not. not. It's not never going to be. Which the Schneider thing, the Snyder thing, I always call him Schneider. The Snyder thing is crazy that he hasn't been ousted. At this point, I don't know what he could do to be ousted. Like, like, like you're talking, you're talking, he allegedly, again, I should say allegedly, because we don't know. He allegedly was stealing money from his fellow owners you would think of all the stuff because we all know the NFL doesn't care about sexual abuse. They don't care about sexual assault. They don't care about women. They just don't. You can call it what you want. They don't. Because if they did, some of these things would have repercussions and they don't. So all these things happen and we all knew they're not going to care. Right, Joe. But you would think of all the things again, allegedly, if he's stealing money from his own fellow owners, that would be the straw that broke the camel's back which always comes back to your point and my point. What does Daniel Schneider know that the NFL owners have right. done right. that they don't want him to leak if they kick his ass out of the league? Yeah. But you know what? It doesn't matter even. Like, if it came out, I'm being dead serious. If it came out today, I'm even going to put myself into this situation and think how I would think. If it came out today, that Jerry Jones and Stan Kroenke and whoever start listing owners had a Jeffrey Epstein, and they probably could type sex island with an underage sex ring and all these awful things. Are we now just, are we now just talking about the Robert Kraft situation? Are you saying it? Are you saying if it came out an NFL owner was involved in human sex trafficking and then 
get sexual favors from underage foreign sex workers? We already know that, don't we? Didn't we? Didn't we already? Did this already happen? It's funny, I forgot about that. Didn't Robert Kraft already get busted? Were they underage? In- I don't. Rem- I don't recall. No, they were. They were a uh, thirty-five-year-old <laughs> Asian women that are trying to put themselves through nursing school. You're right. I completely forgot. But my question I was going to ask was, if all this came out, would anybody actually stop watching the NFL? And the answer is no, I wouldn't. And the answer is no, because it did and they didn't. You're right. Like at this point, I would put the power of the NFL up against anything. As far as what would actually get people to stop lit watching. I, I just think people just don't give a shit. And I think that's true for most sports, to be honest. People are like, cool. There's a lot of shitty people running this league. There's a lot of shitty players. I don't care. I, yeah. And it's amazing, too, because like even the people that claim they would stop would never stop. Right. No. Because like. Like from, bo- think, from, from from both sides, right? Like, what, do you, like you, what do you think would happen? What do you think would happen if the NFL was like, if you're a registered owner of a handgun, you're not allowed to attend NFL games? They'd be like, you can't do this. That's my second amendment, right? Meanwhile, literally five years ago, the NFL was like, our our players are not allowed to use their First Amendment right, or we will remove them from the league and people were like good god damn it that motherfucker needs to shut the fuck up this pig socks <laughs> this is cartoon pig socks you ever had that argument and then somebody goes but what about his fucking socks and you're like what the fuck are you talking about dude that has been my favorite that has been my favorite that's my f- Dude, if you really he wore fucking about, socks, dude, if you really think about it, like if you break down everything, if you really think about it, that might be the funniest argument against Kaepernick was socks, like socks, not even a shirt, not even a jersey. Uh, he also wore shirt Fidel Castro on it. Next thing you know, this country can be loaded with Cuban cigars and old Fords. You know, you sound like you sound like Clayton Bigsby. You yeah. so, you sound like Dave Chappelle is the black white yeah. supremacist. That's how he was. It's true though, man. Oh my god! Triggered fucking liberal snowflakes. In your safe spaces. Did you say your teacher? I almost uh, died. I saw Fidel Castro on the beach and he had cartoon pig socks. I almost died. The pig, the pig sock. Can, can you imagine? Seriously. Can you imagine? Being an adult male triggered by somebody's socks. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. Like if someone's socks bothered you. And if you were having a discussion online, because you and I have both seen them a lot. That's my favorite. People were just like. Oh, yeah. Well, what about those socks? Fucking socks and pigs on them. Uh, so basically, we've come to the conclusion now. The NFL could do anything. 
or any sort of leak. See, that's where it's kind of funny to bring it back to Dan Schneider. I mean, look at, I mean, again, yeah, of course, look at the things we're talking about. But what if the NFL, what if the NFL had a underage sex scandal? Done. What if the NFL, what if one of the league's top players was raping people regularly? Happened. What if the league literally started a war on the First Amendment of the United States of America? Happened. It happened. Hasn't stopped it. Only created a bigger and stronger league. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And uh, what if the most, what if the, what if the most like the, the, the player with the greatest legacy in the sports history had a basement full of baby carcasses that was draining its blood onto the floor so that he could bottle it and drink it to stay younger. What if? Allegedly. Allegedly. It's excited well, for the that's NFL. Just a, that's just that's just his will to win. That's just his killer instinct. He really looks better, man. I was my friends and I were talking about this. We were watching him on like, I don't know, news or sports center or something. I don't know what we were watching on. We were like, man, Tom Brady looks so much better at 43, 44 than he did at 30. Yeah. He just looks better. Like he looks healthier, better looking. What is in that diet? The blood of children. I'm telling you, he's the guy from Silicon Valley. What was the character? Yeah. They're like, Tom, what do you want in your smoothie? He's like, What's in your smoothie there? He's like holding it. It's like, you know, kale, you know, some vitamins, some cayenne pepper. They're like, why is it red? He's like, oh, that's the blood of children. Beets? No, no, the blood of children. I drained the blood of children. Well, before we move on from this NFL discussion, I have to let the dirtballs know. I was like, oh, last episode, oh, the Bengals called me. It was a pleasant conversation. It was fun. I'm obviously not getting season tickets. That was all a joke, blah, blah, blah. Call me again today. Get, getting a little aggressive, Jenny. Just saying. I, I told you we got off the phone. I basically, I shot the shit because I was on the freeway. Don't call me. I'll call you. Yeah. I, I told her that. Hey, cool. I appreciate it. Good luck. We had the conversation. Left me a 30-second voicemail today. She's like, Andy, I heard you on your podcast saying you were coming back to the team. And I uh, just want to double-check that that's happening. Which Call I did me. not say. Even though Reddit, someone on Reddit would like to say that I'm a sellout because I complimented Joe Burrow and his swag. And Guys, I've never, for the record, I've never, have I ever dissed Burrow once or have I always said how like I've always liked Burrow and he's always been great. I've never dissed Burrow again. I was wrong. I take the L where's the L chain. It's over there, but I wear the L Joe Burrow overcame Mike Brown. So I was wrong. That's all I've said. Cause he's played that well. He has overcome it. Even just by going to the super bowl, he has overcome it. 
this is a great time in the show for me to, uh, I want to apologize to Randy Ruther, <laughs> who was uh, in LA this weekend briefly. Oh, nice. I'll be, I'll be it briefly, but I was unable to meet up with him. To be fair, he was like, let's call Friday. And I was like, I'm oh, in. And he was like, JK, going to a Hollywood pool party. And I was like, I'm out. And then I was like, I'm going to this thing. And he's like, I'll be there. And then he was like, JK, I won't call you. But I tried. And he tried. And no one's at fault here. But just shout out to Randy. Randy's a big Reddit guy, I've noticed. Yeah. Randy likes the Reddit and he likes to post the memes. You can't spell Randy or Reddit without a capital <laughs> R. I think we need a personalized just Randy Ruther Bengals jersey. Like it says the full name on the back. Yeah. Or just like Randy. Have we ever learned how many drinks he was deep when he created that account. No, like that's not a, Hey, I'm sober. I'm creating a mock of Andy Ruther, Randy Ruther. That's a, I've had 10 tequilas and let's do this. I'm sitting by the pool. I'm sunburned from laying in the hot desert all day. Let's create this, this, this account. This seems like a great idea, which it was for the record. He's like, I want to request a who day, but I didn't want to do it for my personal account. <laughs> Can Randy Ruther get a who day, though? That's got a nice ring to it. Dude, this town is hilarious. There's a restaurant right by me on the electronic screen for the restaurant. They started this like a, probably a couple months ago on the just the restaurant, you know, which has specials come in Tuesday. They have a countdown every single day. The next screen goes to countdown till Bengal season starts. I'm like, this is like, did I find Randy Ruther's restaurant? They have a countdown. The triple R, Randy Ruther's restaurant. Months in advance. Every time I when I drive by it probably five times a week. Countdown to the next Bengals game. These guys are turn. So Randy, if you ever make a visit, we're gonna go to Grove Park Grill. Right on Kellogg Avenue and just have at it, my friend. Wait, we're getting a call from a dirt ball. He's like, Grove Park Grill, <laughs> fucking Grove Park Grill. I just want to talk about. Andy Ruther's support of Grove Park Grill. Like, what a fucking shameful support. I'd rather eat a fucking Sam's Club. You're like, okay. We are now getting deep into regional restaurant beefs. Oh, the dirt balls are hilarious. Speaking of food, we have, a, again, we have a lot of good dirt ball calls today. Somebody left their own Nacho Helmet review. <laughs> oh, by the way, can I? I need to talk. I went to Angel Stadium yesterday. Yeah. Um, I tweeted it. I Instagrammed it. First of all, Angel Stadium. I always had Angel Stadium on the on the. I would say in this in the second in the bottom half of my all time baseball rankings. I'm not the world's biggest Angel Stadium fan. There's just not really a whole lot to it. There's nothing there. Yeah. Two. I mean, Angel Stadium came with two a punch counter punch combo yesterday. That was, I mean, they they might have won me over. One parking, ten dollars. That's good. Ten dollar parking. Two Miller lights everywhere. Three. I'm gonna go three. 
And you know I'm not the guy, but there are people out there. Multiple, large, in-stadium advertisements for the nacho helmet. I saw 25 people in just my section eating a nacho helmet. I mean, they lean into the nacho helmet there. They want you to buy a nacho helmet. What's the price on that? Did you see? I didn't see. No. So we actually did not get any food at the ballpark yesterday. Only beers. Because I stopped at this crazy Asian food market on my way down and went ballistic. That's the way to do it. Ballistic, man. Yeah. I got spicy al pastor ramen yesterday. Mm. That sounds good. (laughs) That sounds really good. That's a good combo. It's good. Yeah. So we asked Majid to do some nacho helmet reviews. And he's done a couple, which we love. We're going to knock out another ballpark nacho helmet review, which I think I think this could be kind of a thing. If third balls want, you get a nacho helmet at your local stadium. You review it. We have one from the Cleveland Guardians. Okay. So this is a full review. And I, I think, again, you know, he goes in depth enough to let us know exactly what he's getting. He gives the price. What we, what we got here? So we got we got a few. Okay, I think this is it. All right, let's check it out. Hey, Joe and Andy, this is Matthew Zerkus over in Cleveland. Uh, just calling because I ended up going to the Guardians game last night and uh, watching them get blown out by the A's. Uh, but I wanted to call in so Majid doesn't have to go all the way out to Cleveland. Uh, this is my uh, review for the souvenir helmet nachos in Cleveland, Ohio. So the Guardians um, were playing the A's. Like I said, I took my four-year-old son. Uh, we went and got in line. Regular nachos, $16.50. Souvenir nachos, $18. Price point, yeah, it looks like you get a little bit more for for the cost. Pretty, pretty good. Uh, they ran out of beef, so we had to get chicken. Chicken, cheese, jalapenos, that was it. Um Honestly, when it comes to nachos, you only have about one or two good chips. Everything else is soggy or dead-ass dry. So uh, the, <laughs> the nachos were not good. Uh, they were absolutely gross. The jalapenos were good, but, I mean, can't really mess up jalapenos. Um, so overall, uh ate the whole entire thing because my son didn't want any after that. And uh, then he puked in the, the helmet, which was pretty cool. <laughs> so I didn't have to waste it completely. Uh, and then, of course, you take it to the bathroom, wipe it all out, take it home with you. Uh, so now it's sitting on our bar just for the sake of it. Um, now, overall, would I buy it again? Of course. going to buy it on the 26th when I go again. Have a great day, boys. Unbelievable. I think that's the thing. I think that might be my issue with the nacho helmet in general, too, is like, to, in my opinion, I'm not a huge nachos guy, first of all, but sometimes I find a place, somebody else orders nachos. I'm like, man, those nachos were fucking good. And I'll run it back. It's like, if you don't put care into the preparation of a nacho, like plate, helmet, whatever thing, your bowl, you end up getting the dry chip, the soggy chip, the dry chip, the soggy chip, unless you're oh, yeah. layering. Oh, you got to layer. Unless you're like whatever. And there's like, let's be honest. 
there's no ballpark that's putting that care and effort into no. nachos. No. I'll just say it right now. I helped him. I would never, ever, ever, with my own money, buy a nacho helmet at a ballpark. Nothing against. It. I just like like you're saying. Also, you're, I feel like at a ballpark, you're getting the the, the, the ladle pour on cheese. Yeah, they're ladling it on. It's what is that? I had probably some of the worst nachos I've ever had Friday at a restaurant. My girlfriend was like, "Let's get some nachos for appetizers," and I didn't really say anything at the time. But I left there thinking this was terrible. Like, like I could have made, I think I make good nachos, especially if I've had a little, little cannabis in my system. Like, like, like you're saying layering, like what I'll do is literally, and it's simple. I'll just take shredded cheese, put them on chips, but then you layer one layer, put more chips layer, maybe cut up some, if I like, hopefully I have some steak that's already cooked, cut that up, put that around and put some salsa. Now, a lot of people like sour cream. You could add that too. I don't usually have sour cream at the house. I'm never a guy who's going to make nachos. I'm never a guy. Who, I'm I'm almost never. A guy, I would say I'm never going to order nachos. I, and I'm going to say that because I never do. Somebody might. Hey, should we get nachos? Sure. Fine. You want nachos? Let's get fucking nachos. This is not the guy. I think it's a good stoned food. Never order nachos at a place. I never order chicken, honestly, to be with you either i'm like well listen i can make chicken at home fucking i've never gone to a restaurant and be like give me that roasted chicken yeah i'm not a big roasted chicken guy what do we think about this price point so 1650 it's insanity it's interesting that it's only a dollar 50 more with the helmet yeah so 18 dollars. that's a lot of money man i know inflation's insane right now going on going on uh i would love to see the nacho helmet guy on shark tank he's like i'm here Asking for uh, $1 million for 1% in my nacho helmet business. Uh, we are selling them at ballparks everywhere. And then Mark Cuban's like, oh, what do you make them for? He's like, eight cents. What do you sell them for? Eighteen fifty. Well, that's a pretty good margin. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. Uh, we we upcharge them $1.50 for the helmet. Oh, what do the helmets cost you? Four cents. Oh, okay. That's great. That's <laughs> oh, the biggest. Uh, there's a bidding war. The biggest ripoff ever. You want to just get to some calls? Yeah. We're already jumping into them. 310-359-8365. We got a lot of good calls today. Shout out to the dirt balls. And we have a lot of what I would call epitome keen essential dirt ball calls. We have one about keen essential. Keen essential. How's it pronounced? Quintessential. <laughs> I don't know. You turned you you like you blended it with like a fucking Mexican hotel chain. You're like, welcome to La Quinta Central Inn. Oh man, this one's about Maverick, Top Gun Two saving saving his relationship. I love this. Let's get to this one. Have you still not seen it, Andy? So I haven't. So here's the deal. You should be ashamed of yourself. Here's the deal. You should be Mr. Fuck Captain fucking America over there. Oh, yeah. I'm so Captain America. No, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. My significant other had never seen the original. She's she's younger. I mean, whatever. She's 33. So she's yeah. a little younger. We watched it Thursday night. 
you got to watch that first. So we watched it Thursday night. The plan was to probably go Saturday night. That was on me. I was taking too long. I was cutting the grass at the house and I, I took too long to get down to her place. So that's on me. But she loved it. I think she loved she, the original. Oh, she was shocked how much she loved. It. She's like this. She kept saying, and even the next day, this is such a great movie. This is so good. It's got everything. It's a great movie. And it really is. Not that, you know, not that, I, I mean, that's probably the 20th plus time I've seen it, but I probably hadn't watched it for hmm, three or four years. Maybe it really is a great movie. Yeah. And I was thinking, we were both thinking of what you had said recently about like, the just over the top homosexual lines and just like, is this gay jokes or are these guys just gay? I'm getting a hard on. Don't tease me. Yeah, guys, like just fuck already. Yeah. Like that. So I will see it hopefully this week, but here's the call from the dirt ball. Yo, what's going on, Dirty Sports? Quick Top Gun Maverick review. First and foremost, I agree with pretty much everything that Joe said. Had the perfect blend of nostalgia while also being, honestly, a really good standalone movie. But even more importantly than that, Top Gun Maverick saved my dating relationship. I'm going to explain. So we walk into the theater. Ironically enough, my girlfriend was the one who said she wanted to watch the movie. Um, so we're walking into the movie. I wouldn't really think about preparing, like watching the first one before uh, we went or anything like that. I just kind of went cool. And then she said, okay, there's a, a showing at 8.30. So we went and we're at the movie theater. And, you know, I'm just asking her like, oh, are you excited about the movie? She says, yeah. And then I go, you know, do you remember the first one? And then she says, no. And I was like, okay, that's a little bit weird. We probably should have watched the first one first, but whatever. So we get into the movie theater right before the movie starts. She goes, I'm going to be honest. I don't think Tom Cruise is a very good actor. And so literally I had the moment where Joe Prano almost crashes his car because Shabelli uh, doesn't <laughs> recognize Mike Tyson's voice. Um, and I literally was like, just in a, in a, like a midlife crisis. I was wondering like, do I dump the popcorn all over her? Do I just get up and walk out? I wasn't really sure. I managed to just kind of squeak out like a, okay, let's just, let's just watch the movie and see what happens. And so then we watched the movie, obviously a phenomenal movie. At the end, the first thing she says to me is I was 100% wrong. Tom Cruise is a great actor. So thank you, Top Gun Maverick for saving my relationship. That's it for me guys. Peace. The ups and downs of that date. Oh, yeah. Just coming in level, right? And then she goes, I don't think Tom Cruise is a fucking good actor. He suddenly in the jet wash, he's spinning out to sea. <laughs> and then the next thing you know, he pulls it. She pulls it out. It's great. I mean, the, the, the thing about Tom Cruise, I've said it before, and I'll say it again, is like, and this is this is the uh, this is the argument you'll you need, if you're talking to somebody who knows movies at all, for real, I, I have not seen every single Tom Cruise movie. And I always say this because I, I like the one that jumped up. Was like, I don't think I've seen Rock of Ages or Rockstar or whatever the fuck it was. But like there's a couple there's, there's a couple Tom Cruise movies in my blind spot. Very few. Less than five. Of all the Tom Cruise movies I have seen, dozens and dozens, I would argue Tom Cruise has never been bad in a movie. Even great actors are bad in movies. Even great players like Steph Curry have poor finals performances. 
I would argue that if you look at Tom Cruise's body of work, Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise has been in bad movies, but Tom Cruise has never been bad in a movie. Tom Cruise is coming out. Tom Cruise is giving you 25, eight and eight in basically every movie he's ever been in. Which makes the point of him never winning an Academy Award wild. I mean, I think that's the thing. It's like Tom, you know, he, Tom Cruise has also just become Mr. Blockbuster. You know, yeah. and he had his Magnolia. He got a nomination. I think he's been nominated. I think he was nominated for Rain Man. I think he was Jerry nominated Maguire. for Jerry Maguire. I think he was nominated for um, there's another one in there. Might have been a nominated for Interview for a Vampire. Interview with the vampire. Uh, but like mostly. Yeah. Does he does he have those insanely peak, like dramatic, like over the top killer like performance? No, but I would just argue he's never been bad, which some of the greatest actors of all time. I've seen Jack Nicholson bad in a movie. I've seen it. I have seen fucking blood and wine or whatever that movie was. I've seen Wolf. Like, <laughs> I've seen Michael Caine bad movie. I've seen, you know, the, the other guy, classic crossover with Rain Man, but like Dustin Hoffman, like, there's mo like, I don't know if I've seen Dustin Hoffman bad in a movie. I've seen Dustin Hoffman like average in a movie. So, Cruz, like, Cruz has three Oscar nominations born on the 4th of July, 1990. Jerry Maguire, 97, and Best Supporting Actor, Magnolia, in 2000. Yeah. yeah. I would like him to get an Academy Award. I, I just think, you know, he just, I, I think that that would be. Who's got time to go do a fucking another Born on the Fourth of July? This guy's got fucking two Mission Impossibles coming out. Top Gun Maverick. This guy's Mr. Blockbuster. I would yeah. just argue Mr. Consistency. Sure. Well, I'm glad that he had a relationship that was salvaged by the end of the movie. I mean, it sounds like a roller coaster ride. Yeah. Like when you when you reach that point where you think, hey, can I date this person because of something that just happened? That was a pretty bad take, by the way. Also, I mean, just like it, you know, again, this is the this is like the Steph Curry thing that we talked about before. It's like I'm I'm talking about Steph Curry being a top 15 player of all time. It's like, okay, maybe like if, if you're saying if I go, okay, Tom Cruise isn't a good actor, who is a good actor? Right? What, how far down that list can you go before you start running out of names? Like how many, how many names can you list? It's like off the top of your head, where you're like, they're a better actor than Tom Cruise. Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah, I'm saying, but you can name what 15? Yeah, yeah. I just was starting. I mean, if you yeah. De Niro, Nicholson, Pacino, Mike All Kind. You know, like fucking. I mean, are we are we we're gonna go out there and be like Tom Hardy's a better actor than fucking? No, come on, no, come on. So I'm saying Leonardo DiCaprio, Matt Damon is Matt Damon a better actor than Tom Cruise? I've seen Matt Damon bad in some movies. I put those guys parallel. Sure, they're in the same class. -ish. Yeah, but also, fucking, I don't know. 
Matt Damon held down a couple of born identities. But like, I don't know if the range is there. Clooney. Clooney was bad and fuck. I mean, Clooney was bad in Batman, but he was pretty bad. <laughs> like, what about a guy like Bradley Cooper? Sure. Okay. I'm saying we're going to run out of names pretty fast. We're yeah, already, not, we're, I, I, we're, already saying, in, we're already in Bradley Cooper range. Yeah, I'm not even saying Cooper's better. I'm just like, yeah. I'm looking for a comp. Okay, let's get to another call coming at me and you hot fellow Ohioan about our Ohio geography. First time caller. Like I said earlier in the show, it's funny that what we're getting first time callers on now. I love it. Like mostly not sports related stuff. Hey, man, emo sucks. Hey, guys, learn some geography. I'm calling it. I I don't want to learn Ohio geography. (laughs) No, I declined. All right, I'm playing the call anyway. Respectfully. What's up, boys? This is Jordan, longtime listener, first-time caller, number one Northwest Ohio Dirtball. Just calling in to say, what's up with you guys in geography? Joe was thinking the Ohio River flows from Cleveland to Cincinnati, and a couple episodes before that, he was talking about how he thought of some place in Canada was over Montana, but he said, no, it's west of there, moreover Ohio. So, Joe, you apparently I think, think Idaho. that Ohio is west of Montana. And uh, this has been over a year ago, but it's been bothering me. Andy has zero knowledge of cities in his own state. When he was talking about Ohio amusement parks in two separate episodes last summer, he referenced Cedar Point as the one by Cleveland. Cedar Point is in Sandusky, which is halfway between Toledo and Cleveland. It's over an hour away from Cleveland. I think each of you should post on social media a picture of you holding a spoon in one hand and your high school transcript in the other to prove to us that you actually passed geography. I don't know, boys. Maybe I'm being a hypocrite. I just looked up the uh, state of Rhode Island on a map because I saw they just legalized weed and learned for the first time that the state isn't actually an island, so maybe I shouldn't be throwing rocks from glass houses. But (laughs) anyways... Stay dirty, boys, and condoms are for the Castellini family. Good, good first condoms all, are for. First of all, first of all, let's clear up one. Obviously, if I said Ohio was West Mind, obviously I said Idaho or misspoke. This is what we were talking about. No one thought Ohio is west of Montana. I know precisely in the country where Ohio is. Now, do I know anything specifically about what's happening inside of Ohio? No, nor do I care. I mean, talk about geography. How can you talk like you're from fucking South Carolina? Fucking Mr. Northwest Ohio. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's why no one knows what the fuck's going on in Ohio. Somehow Ohio identifies as like rust belt and fucking Bible belt. Like pick a belt, Ohio. <laughs> I will. I, I have to admit the accent being from Northwest Ohio. Like, yeah. Like, how do you get that accent? With your ching chang and your ching, <laughs> can't understand you. Go back to your country. Now we have the Ohio River does flow through Cincinnati or no? Yes, but it doesn't. That's not the one in Cleveland. No. What was the What was the river that was on fire in Cleveland? Mm, I don't know. Good the question. Sh- fucking. Good question. By the way, I appreciate you letting me know. I'm looking right now. Yes. So if you look at the top of the map, you have Cle- you have Toledo right northwest. 
Cleveland Northeast of the state. And Sandusky is right between that on uh, Lake Erie. I did not know that. I didn't know it was like an hour away. The Cuyahoga that caught fire. Yeah, which makes sense. Cleveland's in Cuyahoga County. So to be fair, man, I've never been to Sandusky, Ohio. Also, an hour outside of fucking Cleveland is the greater Cleveland area. You think? I mean, if you look on a map, I mean, it, it's not like it's the biggest state as far as geographically. So, yeah, I've never been to Sandusky. Also, since the I, Sand- I would just like to say, your you have a friend, your neighbor. Who is it coming to L.A.? Oh yeah, right? my neighbor. Correct. And I said, are they going to Disneyland? Disneyland is an hour from Los Angeles. Sure. We true. Claim. It's not San Diego. People don't go to San Diego to go to Disneyland. They go to L.A. to go to Disneyland. Motherfucking angels are calling themselves the L.A. angels, for God's sakes. Yeah, so it's I just put it. I just put it in the maps from Cleveland to Sandusky is 61 miles. I mean. My point I was going to make was outside of going to Cedar Point. Why would I go to a state or I'm sorry, a city that has the same name after a serial pedophile? Like, like he did no justice to that entire city. Yeah. Like Change I'm being fucking name I'm being dead serious. Like I had always known about Sandusky, Ohio. But then that scandal happens. Anytime I see a sign, if I'm driving through the state. And I see sign for Sandusky. I just I instantly think of a guy fucking kids in a shower. I mean, follow the lead of the state that you just mentioned, Rhode Island, that renamed their town. I think I think they I forget what they renamed it, but they they changed it from Epstein Island to whatever. I mean, come on. (laughs) Follow the lead here. I actually haven't been throughout Ohio that much, Joe. Isn't that crazy? Like. I haven't really traveled i think i've only been to cleveland once or twice my whole life like like what am i like what am i doing driving on some of these areas also i think our caller would be i don't know if you'd be shocked to find out that um brunswick school in greenwich connecticut one of the honestly at this point foremost prep schools in the united states of america does not require us to know anything about the rivers in Ohio to get a high school diploma. No one was ever like, which river runs through Cleveland? And I was like, Cuyahoga. And they're like, you're good to go. Here's your diploma. They honestly, I mean, as a good school on the Eastern seaboard should, we barely even thought of Ohio. Honestly, I don't even think we ever talked about it. A little little disrespectful about, but you know, it's all right. All right. I I I think, you know, most presidents from Ohio or some shit like that, but that's it. I believe five. I believe five. William McKinley. William Howard Taft. Or was he from right over the border in Montana? <laughs> Let's see if I can name the five. I think it's William McKinley, William Howard Taft, Benjamin Harrison. I think that Benjamin, William Henry Harrison. Maybe a fifth one I'm forgetting. If you are from Ohio and your name is William, there's a better than most chance that you're going to become president of the United States. Oh, Ulysses S. Grant. I forget him. No, and Rutherford B. Hayes. 
Wait. Rutherford. <laughs> like that was a good claim for the family for the family. Rutherford behaves. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We'll do one last call. I like this next call. I'd like to see this happen in the major sports, but there's no way they would do this. Hey, John, Salt Lake City here. Uh, I had rugby on the TV today, which I watched like once every two years. Uh, I, I kind of know what's going on, but not all the ins and outs. Anyway, some dude had a bad hit on him, and so they were reviewing it with uh, a video. And the broadcast had the referee like mic'd up during the review and going through his process of assigning, a, I guess, to be red and yellow cards, kind of like soccer. And you could hear everything. You heard the, the entire uh, thought process that he was thinking. And then, then he went to the captains of the teams and explained exactly what the reason was for the uh, <clears throat> punishment that he handed out. Uh, so it got me thinking, like, why can't they do that in American sports? And why the fuck don't they? Um, especially in this case, because it, it looked like a possible red card, I guess, or like, I guess, you know, game ejection in football or at least college football. But then he went on to explain why it wasn't. So I wonder what you guys think about why the uh, the whole process of video review in American sports, at least, can't be mic'd up. Uh, that's it. Stay there. You know why? I mean, you're probably thinking, are you thinking what I'm thinking? I think the first thing is, I don't. they don't want transparency. Yeah, exactly. You mean, you can imagine Angel Hernandez, and they just got him back there, and he's like, what, what are you thinking? He's like, I don't really know. I'm not, I don't know the rules, to be totally honest with you. Like, can somebody from New York help me? I actually don't know what the rule is here. Is this is this legal? Is this illegal? And then people will be like, well, how does this guy have a job? And then he's like, unions. <laughs> but unions are strong. <laughs> it would also eliminate. Well, what it would do is it would definitely eliminate the conspiracies that things yeah. are fixed. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about it at length, right? When that guy goes under the hood of an NFL or college football game. How do you know somebody in New York is not telling him? Make this. 15 yard penalty make this Can you imagine just like the the saints rams thing that's what i'm saying there. and they're like what are we supposed to do that's pretty egregious and they're like it's not reviewable he's like so i just go out there and fucking get death threats now and they're like yeah kind of he's like fuck you guys <laughs> that's what i'm saying they're like they, why why weren't you watching in the first place he's like i don't know honestly i don't know why why, why wasn't i watching the receiver the ball was thrown to i don't know man it's crazy I took mushrooms yesterday. Still kind of freaking out. They're like, don't say this. We're mic'd up. You would never see a mic'd up ref, especially in the NFL. No. Like NBA, they walk over to the scorer's table and they let the announcers know and that's mic'd up. And we see it because they're all wearing microphones. You can see it, especially watch the NBA game tonight. You can see that they have the mics on. They're never going to allow a full open discussion with the refs to their league officials, to players, to coaches, never just because never. of this reason, never because if everything was caught on audio, they'd have to be a hundred percent held accountable. Yeah. And right now they're in this gray area where accountability 
is always in flux and you can't really ever put something hundred percent on somebody because they move on to the next game. And, and that Saints Rams game from a few years ago is a prime example. Like what would they do? They couldn't get around it, but we've all forgotten about that for the most part. We haven't like, what do you think? Timmy's like, stop saying my name. People are going to Google me. Yeah, it is interesting that they do it with players and everything else is mic'd up and they put that out in the open, but not the refs. No, we never know. All right, 310-359-8365. Thank you for all the calls. Give us a ring. Tell me about a local pasta restaurant that you hate. (laughs) (laughs) I'm on social media everywhere, at Joe Prano, Instagram. Twitter at Fix Your Life. I'm on TikTok at Joe Prano. I put up a triggering TikTok. Apparently, it triggered triggered some young kids. It's, it's crazy. You can't do jokes these days. Uh, you're gonna, you make me look. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. You're just moving that needle more and more. And you're sending me TikTok. I got you, and I got my buddy Drew. I got two people sending me TikToks now. It's like Ruther, just get on. Well, you have an account. It's just not a. You just don't use it. But it was like user eight, five, nine, four, six, three, seven, two, nine. Watch your video. Oh, but but I, I don't have an account. That was just me. Just it's not the app. Oh, you don't. You don't. No, no I oh, do not okay. have an account. Maybe somebody else. Um, yeah. I'm also uh, JoePrano.com for shows and line up some shows here soon. Keep your eye on that. Shout out to all the dirt balls for coming out to shows recently. Shout out to all the dirt balls. Who I don't know what it is, Andy. You're saying that all these first-time callers recently, all these first-time cameos, all kinds of Father's Day cameos and Love Mother's it. Day cameos and birthday cameos. So find me on cameo if you want me to say something disrespectful to your friend or brother or something respectful for that matter. Yeah. Love it. Follow us at the Dirty Sports. You can follow me at Andy Ruther and go check out stakes. Try to get yourself a NFT. A dirty sports personalized one. All right. That's our show for this Monday. See you guys in a few days. Have a great start to your week. And as always, stay dirty.